0: Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to believe this. Filibuster freestyle, with your buddy Gavin. Last time into the great game, emergency break in. Manchester United is about to take a penalty kick in the 100th minute of their game against Brighton Hove Albion. Brighton Hove Albion hit the post five times in this game. They scored in the 95th minute to tie it. But then here comes the penalty kick. It's good. Manchester United wins. Manchester United gave up a penalty, uh, gave up a goal with ninety in the 96th minute. It looked like there was going to be a tie, and then, ridiculously, they had a corner kick for the last play of the game. The ball was headed at the box. It was saved by the goalie, but it was a handball on a Brighton hove defender. They went to VAR, VAR, video review, and in the hundredth minute, Manchester United gets their first win of the season on a penalty kick, on a handball, on the final play of the game. I have no idea what else will happen this weekend. I don't even have my real microphone. I'm talking into my computer's mic. But holy cow, a game that was very mundane, turned into very interesting very quickly, and that's why we do the last 10 minutes of a great game podcast. Good times had by all. If I do any more today, check the theme song. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster. Watch freestyle. out for the filibuster. <laughs> filibuster. <laughs> filibuster. Freestyle. 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 Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Alright, it's your buddy Gavin. The theme song ran, so I guess I decided to do more. Like I said yesterday. It's about twenty-four hours later. Let's see what day it is. It's definitely Sunday, but it's September twenty-seventh, twenty twenty. Happy birthday. My sister-in-law, Helen, Roscoe P., anybody else who's had a birthday the last couple days. Anyway, last 10 minutes of a great game. It's a weekend edition. It's a morning edition, which means usually I'm a little bit more hushed tones. I was thinking to myself, you know, if I had a a young kid or a newborn baby and I wanted to listen to a podcast in the car while they were sleeping, these weekend editions of the last 10 minutes of a great game from the filibuster freestyle might be a pretty good way to go. Anyway, for those of you who like my... uh, more energetic, yelling type pods of the last 10 minutes of great soccer matches and football matches around the world. Listen, tomorrow's Monday. Usually those games that, that I'm able to do in the afternoon and able to be a lot louder about it. Anyway, right now, as I get ready to give you a couple awesome awesome highlights of some games that our, our great game sources around the world told me we need to check in on, I am watching the end of regulation here for the Leeds-Sheffield-United game. Sheffield-United was promoted after a long time last year, and Leeds was promoted after a long time this year. Both really big historic clubs. They're actually playing in a derby called the White Rose Derby. No idea what that means. But anyway, it looks like Leeds is going to win it with a late goal in the 88th minute, 1-0. So as I get set up for some other games, what the heck? Throw that one in there. Was it a great game? We'll see. If there's one more goal, I'll definitely be back. But I got a West Brom game I got to talk to you about. And uh, I've got an Inter Milan game from Serie A out of Italy I got to talk to you about. So, anyway, give me a second here. But as I, as I say this 90th minute, Leeds up 1 0, scored late about two minutes ago against Sheffield United. All right, so yeah, that game ended up. Leeds wins it 1 0. Sheffield United, I don't think, has scored a goal in their first three games. Of the season, which Rebecca Lowe from NBC Sports, she said it was some type of historic ineptitude level for them. So that's too bad because uh, Sheffield United, before the uh, Project Restart in the spring, they were looking like they were going to be in Europe playing football a year after being in the second division of England. And they kind of sputtered at the end there of the 1920 season. And here in the beginning of the 2021 season, it ain't going much better. So anyway, there's that. Number two, yesterday, the apology on the the sound quality at the beginning of the show today, that was me watching a game that didn't seem like it was going anywhere with Manchester United and Brighton-Hove-Albion, and then all of a sudden, you know, Man U goes from a tie game to, oh no, they're going to lose the game. Brighton scored, and it looked like Brighton was going to pull off a huge, huge win, um, or at least, sorry, maybe get a tie I gotta go back and look now but the, And you guys heard it, but the bottom line was There's a penalty and a handball At the last, literally the last kick of the game Which allowed Man and you to score a goal As time had already expired A penalty kick with no time left um, So that's pretty wild So anyway, I didn't have any of my stuff set up But it was all happening before my eyes So I'm like, okay We gotta, we gotta let, the, let the people know that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, Phil Freestyle. We're now in the early going of Chelsea, West Bromwich, Albion. And spoiler alert, West Bromwich goes up 3 0. They score three goals like in the first 25, 30 minutes of the game. Okay? And then, you know, that's a big deal because West Bromwich has, coming into this game, lost their first two games back up in the Premier League. They got promoted last year. They apparently had given up eight goals in two games, which is not good. Obviously, playing Chelsea, a very powerful team, one of the most powerful teams in Europe, one of the wealthiest teams in Europe. You know, getting up three nothing's a big deal. But then what's happening is uh, my sources tell me Chelsea really turns the screws in the second half. So we're going to fast forward to that part, but. West Brom, just for dramatic purposes, scores in the fourth minute, the 25th minute, yeah, in the 27th minute. So three goals, 27 minutes, to go up 3-0, looking for their first win of the season, looking for a major upset. And that's where we're at. So I'm sitting here minding my own business, and for you Peaky Blinders fans out there, as they were going to halftime at the West Brom-Chelsea game in West Bromwich at the Hawthorne Stadium... I see an advertisement on the wall for Peaky Blinders whiskey. I have not Googled this. I'm literally, I just saw it. I wanted to let y'all know about it. If it's true, Peaky Blinders whiskey makes all the sense in the world from a marketing standpoint, from a culture standpoint. From a, and by culture, I mean the fan and cult culture of that show. And the fact that, you know, 1920s, 19-teens, Birmingham, England, a lot of whiskey drinking going on, especially by the Peaky Blinders. So anyway, look into that if you're a whiskey fan. I know Andy Maslin, pundit of the show, he's definitely a fan of collecting and sampling, of course, bourbons and whiskeys. So Peaky Blinder Whiskey might be one to put on the list. All right, so 3-0 to remind everybody to start the second half. Chelsea manager Frank Lampard with the RBF, the resting B-face, to start the second half. And of course he should have that. His team is down 3-0 to a team that has zero wins in the Premier League. West Brom, which I'll be in. Let's see how it goes. All right, so 73rd minute. It is now 3-2. West Brom is clinging to a 3-2 lead. Chelsea scored in the 55th minute, and they just scored again in the 70th minute. And uh, now it's game on. And I just heard a stat from the announcer that the last time a team came back to tie 3-3 in a Premier League game was in 2011. And it was a game between these exact two same teams, West Brom. And Chelsea, I think it was West Brom coming back on Chelsea from what I just gathered. But anyway, if it happens today, it's going to be the other way around. 74th minute, 3-2 now. And uh 3 nothing lead that West Brom had coming into halftime and coming out of halftime. That is a thing of the past. All right, 86th minute. Chelsea with a throw-in, still down 3-2. The game is being played, obviously, and as you can imagine... Mostly in the West Bromwich side of the field as Chelsea is feverish, feverishly trying to tie this game up, salvage a point, salvage what would have been the embarrassment of a 3-0 lead. They've chipped away, chipped away. They've made it a respectable game. But now they're trying to finish the job. And West Bromwich is trying to hang on for dear life. And as we go into the 87th minute, you know I don't know how much stoppage time we're going to get, but Chelsea's got to feel pretty good about the chance to have... A really good chance or two on goal. And if you're West Brom, you just got to hope for either good luck or a lucky counterattack, but an incredibly perilous one goal lead still. Also a fun fact. So we've got this, um, you know, Nespresso machine. And so you get the pods delivered and you have different flavors of coffee. And we got this one that's called Kona. It's out of Hawaii and it's an espresso. And so I'm not going to lie. i certain days, I'll have one of those, plus another coffee, or I'll maybe even have two of those over the course of a day, right? I thought they were espressos. Chief Marketing Officer, pundit Cindy Harrington, found out yesterday. She's been drinking them, too. They're actually double espressos. So on those days when I've had two, I've essentially had four espressos unknowingly. That explains a ton about my energy swings on certain days relative to the crashing and rising of caffeination. So hot take there on the Kona. It's excellent espresso. It is a double espresso. It's like drinking a double IPA and thinking it's a single IPA. It's going to have an effect. 89th minute, Chelsea with a shot in the box, not a threat to the goalie. Save. Chelsea's running out of time here. By the way, we've had folks calling in and saying, tell us more about West Bromwich Albion. What's their deal? All right, we will. West West Bromwich Albion, a football club, also known as the Baggies, the Throstles, and the Albion. Short names, WBA, West Brom, and Albion. Founded 142 years ago in 1878. I mentioned they play at the Hawthorns, which is a 26,688-seat stadium. And uh, they finished second last year in the English Championship and were promoted, as we know. They're based out of West Brom, which is in the West Midlands. I believe it's near Birmingham. Um... They've been playing at their home ground, the Hawthorns, since 1900. They're one of the 12 founding members of the Football League in 1888. So you're not messing with amateurs here, okay? West Brom, they've been around. Let's take a look at their history. All right, this is since 1888. Um, mostly a first level team pre World War One. Mostly a pre, uh, pre between the two World Wars premier league team if you will first level team and then from post world war ii until about the late 80s they were pretty much almost always in the premier league since then a lot of time in the second level a little stint in the third level but a lot of times what they'll do is they'll kind of vacillate between the top of the second division the championship to the middle of quote tier one so you know the premier league etc i do not believe they've ever won um an English Football League championship. I'm going to get on that for you guys. But first, 91st minute, Chelsea swarming the box again, swarming the box again. West Brom, literally zero attack, zero counterattack. This is just a game against the clock and Chelsea. Can they score before the clock strikes zero? Or really strikes 90 plus, you guys know. But we are in the 91st minute. Substitutions being made by West Brom. Okay, rounding it out for West Brom and your little tour around the West Brom Major honors, they did win the Premier League ones, if you will The first division in 1920 They were the runners-up in 1925 and 1954 They won the second division three times Including most recently, 2008 They've been runners-up a bunch Won the third division one time Which is the one time they went down there, basically, I think They have won the Football League Cup in 66. They've won the Community Shield in 1920 and that's about it, but again, a nice old historic club. 92nd minute, still three to two. Chelsea corner kick, here it comes up in the air. It's headed no dice, but Chelsea still has possession of the ball. They keep the pressure up in the box again. Oh, here it comes. No, a miss. Wow, that was Warner from Chelsea. Gets a ball that no one's around him. It came to him, bang, bang, play on a cross. Um, He had a clear look at it, and he sent it about a yard or less over the top of the goal. So that was close. 93rd minute, another corner kick for Chelsea. Thwarted so far, back in the box. Oh, boy. Thwarted again, another chance. Oh, and that one went in. Oh, that's a goal for Chelsea. Chelsea. I can't scream. You guys know this. Dulcet tones on a Sunday morning. Fake band name of the week, dulcet tones. Chelsea just scored the equalizer in a mad scramble, a mad scrum. The ball was going everywhere but getting cleared. 93rd minute. It is 3-3. Unbelievable if you're a West Brom fan or player or manager or coach. So kick in the box. Another shot on goal and it just it's, it was squirts through the goalie makes a great save through traffic, but on the rebound, and that's the problem with him when you can't catch it. It goes right off the foot of Tammy Abraham, number nine. And we're looking if it's onsides, offsides. There's a guy offsides, but he was not involved in the play at all. So this is gonna stand. It's three to three, everybody. And spoiler alert, that's how it ended, folks. So three to three, Chelsea. You want to say over West Brom because it feels like a win for them because they came from so far down. But then you remember they were heavily favored. So what the heck? But three to three, hell of a game. Last ten minutes of great game podcast, Premier League edition. And now we're heading over to Italy, Serie A. Inter Milan has an interesting one going on. And that's what I'm told. Here we go. Okay, setting the stage here in Italy, Inter Milan playing Fiorentina out of Florence or Firenze as they call it. Anyway, Inter Milan. Live from the San Siro, it's one-to-one. Inter Milan obviously came in second place last year in Serie A. They also came in second, if you will, in the Europa League. They lost to Sevilla. They had a really good first season under Antonio Conte, the former Chelsea manager, who's had a lot of success around the around the globe, certainly in Europe. Anyway, 1-1, 51st minute. That's where we're at, and we'll see what we go got from here. Okay, Inter just went up in the 52nd minute on an own goal. It's now 2-1 and um, basically the ball goes off the foot of a Fiorentina defender and into the goal. Goaltender had no chance on that, no chance on that, no shot on that. So I said chance, no chance on that. But, um, yeah, it's a good play. I believe it's Alexi Sanchez, actually, former Arsenal player. Yeah, it was. So Sanchez kicks it, really crosses it to where Romelu Lukaku is. Defender gets in the way, and he does Lukaku's job for him and puts the ball in the back of the net. 2-1 Inter Milan up on Fiorentina, 51st minute. 56th minute, Fiorentina still down two to one. Apparently they scored in the third minute of this one, so they were clinging on to a lead, clinging on to a tie, and then they had their own goals. Another down, so now they gotta try to strike. 56th minute, they are threatening. 57th minute, Inter midfield with the ball. Ooh, we've got a steal by Fiorentina It's down to the very dangerous Frank Ribéry of France Former Bayern Munich player Great player And he leaves it for his Oh, it's a goal 2-2 two two. Castrovilli Number 10 On the pass from Frank Ribéry Number 7 It's 2-2 two two. Game on 57th minute And that counter-attack and that goal were a thing of beauty 62nd minute a, An attempt for a shot on goal by Milan Blocked by Fiorentina Again, 62nd minute, about to become the 63rd minute. Milan with the ball relatively deep in the Fiorentina zone. Inter Milan, dominating possession. They try to put the ball in the box, get a little too cute. Again, it's a counterattack. Again, led led by Ribéry. An unbelievable pass. Federico, Chelsea. I can't scream. I told you that already. Number 25, Ribéry. Another amazing pass on a counterattack. Fast break. Fiorentina now goes up 3-2, 63rd minute, and that, my friends, is how you party in Tuscany. I mean, Ribery is single-handedly taking Fiorentina from a mid-table at best Serie A team to one that I think's got a chance to play in Europe, because he's just magical at those passes. Okay, 86 minute in this seesaw of a game. It was one nothing Fiorentina, then they were down 2-1. to then they went, they tied it and got up 3 to 2. It's still 3 to 2, 87th minute. Milan, familiar story with the ball, but every time they've tried to get a shot in, there's been an unbelievable counterattack by Fiorentina. So here we are in the 87th minute, and Milan still controlling the possession, but now find themselves down. Ball kicked towards Romelu, Lukaku. It's crossed to him. Ooh, and it's in and it's a goal. 87th minute. Tie game. 3-3. Three to three. That's why we call it the last 10 minutes of a great game. It is 3-3. Three three. 87th minute. Lukaku picking up where he left off last season. A goal scoring machine. Great cross. I think by Sanchez to get Lukaku off on that goal. And it really is weird seeing the 80,000 seats on zero with like... 150 fans in there today. They're letting, I think, friends and family in there today. So there's like a very small little contingent of people in there, and it's an 80,000-seat stadium. It's maybe even a little weirder than watching it with no fans. But anyway, heck of a goal. 3-3, three three, 88th minute. Are there any more goals in this game? A steal by Inter Milan. They're in a little bit of a counterattack of their own here. Okay, no goal there. But we got a corner kick coming for Inter Milan, 89th minute. It's up in the box. Oh, my God, it's ahead or it's in. Oh, no. That's amazing. Corner kick, 89th minute, two goals in one minute for Inter Milan, and they go from down three to two to up four to three. That is the definition of a last ten minutes of a great game. Seven-goal game, two goals in the last minute. And all of a sudden, the black and blues of Inter Milan have Fiorentina stunned. Fiorentina scored two goals on amazing counterattacks to go up two to one, or three to two, excuse me. And a beautiful header from the corner. No one's home. Goalie can't do anything about it. Actually, goalie was kind of there, and just it was a no man's land. Anyway, he's going to want that one back because it's a hell of a goal. And uh, now it looks like Fiorentina may have given a nice little gift to Inter Milan here to stay stay moving forward as they try to compete for a Serie A championship and to get rid of uh, the nine-year hold on the championship, the Scudetto by Juventus. 90th minute, let's see if there's any more magic left in Fiorentina. Insult to injury is that Fiorentina decided to sub out Frank Ribery once they put the team up 3-2 for defensive purposes, try to hold on to the lead. And now that they need to score another goal, their magic man, as they've been calling him on the television here he's on the bench and he can't come back in because this would have been a massive win for Fiorentina. Like I was saying, Frank Ribéry changes everything about them. He was on their team last year too. And obviously last year was an odd year, but I think they've got the skill set to potentially be in top six, seven in top six, seven in Italy, which would get them into Europe. I really do. Um, Well, we'll see now. So yeah, yeah. 91st minute. We're going to go to four minutes of stoppage time. We'll see if Fiorentina can get a counterattack on this thing, but it looks like Inter Milan may have ended the magic show just a little early with that header. 93rd minute, Fiorentina deep in the Milan box, in the Inter box. This might be their only shot they get. Let's see what the referee says. Oh, is it a turnover? It is. That might be it. Spoiler alert, that's how it ends. 4-3, to 7-goal masterpiece. Second half, fireworks. Absolute fireworks from the San Siro in Milan. I'm watching the final minutes here, but I already know the outcome. It is four to 4-3, and Ribery's brilliance was negated by two goals within one minute, deep into the last 10 minutes of a great game. And so Inter wins their opener, 4-3, to three, stunning fashion, last 10 minutes of a great game podcast, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, SoundCloud, Check out filibusterfreestyle.com for all of our pods, different topics besides soccer, and last 10 minutes of a great game. we got best man speech advice, Game of Thrones, aka wine, wall, and dragons, all kinds of other fun stuff, including our cooking podcast, Kitchen Quarantine. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing.